What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. With me today, I've got the Ragonis. How are you, Chris? What's going on? What's going on is we're 2-0. and That's what's going on, right, Mike? That is absolutely correct. Feels good, doesn't it? Feels Does great. It? Yes. It feels awesome. It feels awesome. Happy. Um, you know, we've got our home opener this week. Um, you know, so we're rolling. The fans should be jacked for that. That should oh, be fun. Majorly jacked. And me and Chris just uh, confirmed that we are going to the New York Giant Miami Dolphin game in Miami in a couple yeah. of weeks. So we're jacked up about that. Who cares um, about that today? Well, you know, we're just we're just jibber jabbing. I mean, we're That's talking we the do. Denver Broncos, okay? Yeah. This is this is the deal. But before we do that, uh, Chris, uh, what did you think of Sunday's game? I think we played a pretty sound game, both sides of the football. Uh, defensively, I mean, they didn't rush too well against us. They averaged about three yards a carry between Zeke and Stevenson. Uh, yep. Mac Jones threw the ball 42 times and only threw for 231 yards. So, I mean, that was good. Dink and dunk. Yeah, it was nice to see X get a interception there. That was a pretty good one. That was a big play. You do not challenge the X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the offensive side, I mean, Tua played a pretty good game. I mean, he had a couple underthrows on deep balls that... I'm sure he'd like to have back one We've of them. We've seen this got before. Off. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, what I really liked is he was just taking what the defense was giving him. And on a lot of those short passes that we talked about in the offseason, I mean, if we if that's going to move the chains, it'll move the chains. And then, obviously, sure rushing-wise. That, that was McDaniel's plan, right? If they're taking Hill away and they're they're taking Waddle away. Yeah, that's then, fine. You know, we'll we run the ball. We got other things we can do. Yeah, we'll run the ball and dink and dunk. You know, I'm not, I'm not at all. I mean, obviously, week one was a lot more exciting, but a win's a win. Wins aren't easy to come, especially on the road. So, I mean, it was good. Moster had a great game. I mean, he really... He really came out and proved why he could be our number one back. 
I've just it was an that interesting game, and from the fact that you know it was it it seemed the whole game like we were comfortably ahead, but we weren't really comfortably ahead because they made a game of it late. Oh yeah, I was on the edge of my seat the whole game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just kept waiting for them to put them away, put them away, yep. put them away, and then for yep. one reason or another, they just weren't able to do it. Even at the end of the game, I mean, you know, you've got a blocked field goal, and then you've got. You know, yeah, a fumbled snap on a big third and one, third and two. I mean, you know, it was just there were there were opportunities to just you know put them away, and you know if they had another score, you know, as I mentioned in the last podcast, even a field goal, you know, would have you know would have really gave them no hope whatsoever. You know, for that offense to go down the field late in the game and score twice, New England's offense they don't have the firepower to do it. But uh, we kept them around, you know, and hopefully when we play them next time, you know, we just bury them and call it a day. You know, we don't <laughs> we don't give them any hope whatsoever. We just go out there and uh, five and zero oh against uh, New England, right? Yeah, you gotta love it. <laughs> so I don't uh, care how they it. win; just keep that streak going because yeah. I don't want that guy catching our guy. Exactly, that's right. If we can do anything to prevent him to getting any closer than Shula, do we know exactly where he is now? Is he still like twenty something wins? Uh, you know, if you Google it, it'll probably tell you. Yeah, no googling. I got too much stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got too much stuff on my computer screen already. <laughs> oh Lord, pushing some, the limits, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's what really impressed? What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I was going to say what really impressed me is how you know armstead didn't play again phillips yeah. didn't play and the yeah. guys who stepped in for him played another great game i mean especially van ginkle van ginkle's he is flying all else. over the field and i know the coach sees something in him to where he can play him in that middle but i think he's just so much better on the edge he is he is great coming off that edge well, yeah, but it's a matter, it's a matter of putting the best 11 guys out there, right? Yeah. It was how, about Bradley, how about Bradley Chubb? It was the best game as a Dolphin. Yeah. The reason they moved him inside, Chris, is because guys were underachieving and they felt that he was probably best suited for what they were trying to do uh, in week one. Now, obviously, without Phillips, they felt that, in week two, you move him outside, he's going he's gonna to help the team much more in that situation, which, in fact, he did. But you're absolutely right. I mean, I think he's a better edge player than he is an inside player. He's not a big guy. Well, he doesn't have a lot of experience inside. So you got to kind of give him a mulligan until he gets his feet wet, you know? Yeah, he's, he's not just big. got great instinct. No, yeah. you're right. He's not big. But he, he, he suffers from his size a little bit outside as well. Uh, but that thing with this guy is he's always going 100 miles an hour he make it blocked out of a play man but you're getting his best effort for sure that's and most that's, of the guys yeah 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 they're, they're all high energy guys on that on that defense they really front. are and uh you love to see it i mean i remember when we had phillips on that line you remember him he, he tried you know six plays a game you get his full effort mm-hmm yeah, they um, you know, you which Phillips are you talking about? The guy that went to Buffalo, Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you you look at you look at Siler, you look at Wilkins, you look at Van Ginkle, you look at Phillips or the Phillips that's with us now, <laughs> and um, they're all high energy guys, you know. And Baker, you could throw in the mix as well. I mean, yes, Baker definitely. flies all over the field. Yes, I he mean, does. 
you know, he covers, he, you know, he plays the run, he plays the pass. I mean, he's a very undervalued player because he just, he's he not doesn't spectacular. Make impact plays, right? right? You know, but he's a very solid player and you won't miss him until he's gone. Until he's gone. That's right. Yep. I mean, you know, who would you rather have? You know, Kiko Alonso? Who is very undersized. And Well, I will say this. Baker's grade is 50.1. So, we'd like to get a little more out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's – Mike, you know, it's hard for what he does because he's asked to do an awful lot. And he's put in really difficult positions, you know. I mean, really difficult positions. So – I mean, I know he's not grading out that well, but um, you know, again, again, lack of impact plays hurt him. You know, yes. uh, he he's got to be more of a factor in that part of his game. But uh, <laughs> you know, you talk about tackles, and, and the guy makes a lot of tackles. He's, he does. He gets around the football, <laughs> and you can't have him covering a really good receiver either. You uh, yeah, know, I mean, that I know, a, yeah, that's, I mean, that makes no sense. You know, they put him in a position where they line up these really good tight ends in the slot or a wide receiver. Because if you noticed in the two games, and I don't think we touched on this, Mike, um, uh, at all in the first podcast, but what the teams are doing is, is that they're going with a hurry up and they're not allowing us to substitute. They yes. don't. They don't want our guys that are, you know, basically situational players on the football field. So what does that do? You know that that puts Baker in a position where he's isolated on a wide receiver in the slot, or you know, a, a pass receiving tight end. You know, obviously, if Kasicki and Hunter Henry are both out there in in a situation on first down and they run the ball and then they go right back up to the line. You know, they're isolating one of those guys, they're spreading them out, and, you know, Baker's stuck on the field in that situation. So that's what teams are trying to do to us. They're trying to, you know, keep our base off our base defense personnel on the field to where we can't get our pass rushers per se in and we can't, you know, uh put say another um defensive back or safety on the field in those situations. And both teams have attacked us that way. Yep. Um, both the Chargers and, of course, the Patriots last week. So it'll be interesting to see what Denver does. I'm sure they're going to try to do the same type of thing. I would agree. Uh, so we went right into that, huh? <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. So what do we got? Well, let's let's talk about our defense going against their offense. Okay. You want to start, Chris? Because yep. I just rambled for a bit. Go ahead. So, like I say every week for the most part, it's all going to start with controlling the line of scrimmage. They got a running back in Javante Williams, who's a really good back. I think if we can shut down the run early, that's going to make them one-dimensional. And they got some good guys on the outside, too. They got that rookie, Marvin Mims, who made a couple big plays last week. Jerry Judy's a great route runner. I know he's still working his way back to full speed. And then they got the big guy, Cortland Sutton, on the other outside. So, uh-huh. I mean, they got some players on that offense. We're definitely going to have to bring our A game. This isn't going to be a slouch game or, you know, an easy team to beat. But right. with it being our home opener, I, I expect the fans and the players to just come out on fire. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we'll I guess we'll get word 
later on today in regard to where Phillips is at. You know, if he had a uh, partial practice, if he didn't practice at all, these next few practices are going to be telling in regard to whether he's out on the field this Sunday. And we can definitely use him against this offense because mm-hmm. they, they do have a lot of a lot of good players. And, you know, Russell Wilson, you got to get after him. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't scramble like he used to. He tries to. You know, he's been sacked nine times this year. So teams are getting to him in the first couple of weeks. I mean, they've gotten to him. I mean, when you're sacked nine times through two games, you know, that's four and a half every game. If we can get to Wilson on that average, you know, four or five times, I think we're, you know, we'll be in a good position when the game is all said and done. So, you know, it's a situation where uh, you got to get pressure on him. You can't allow him to sit back there. And you can't allow him to escape pressure and create downfield because we know over the course of his career that he's made a career of doing just that, extending plays and, and making plays down the field. Sure, and, that's, and that's his strength. That's one of his big strengths, absolutely. Yeah. And he can still wing the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so – you know, hopefully we get word that, you know, Phillips had, you know, uh, at least a limited practice. If in fact he did today, then he's kind of gearing towards playing, you know, where did not practice is, you know, now you're starting to get a little concerned. Well, then you'll see more of Van Ginkle again. Yes. Mike, I'd like to have both of them, you know, not for nothing, you know, but I'd like to have him, you know, Phillips, Chubb, Van Ginkle, Wilkins across that f- the defensive front and passing situations. And Siler, you throw all five of those guys out there and just send them, you know, let them go to town. Woo! Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> and Joe's playing his former team for the first time, too. So you know he's going to be fired up about that. Yes. Trying to prove a point. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the defense, you know, as a whole, you know, we're, we're pretty healthy up to this point, right? Um, you know, if Phillips does come back into the lineup, um, there really aren't any big injuries. All right, so uh, let's uh, go ahead and, and welcome Chris Harris to the show. Mm-hmm. Nice to have you with us, Chris. I was doing, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for allowing me to come on, for sure. Sure. So you obviously have a lot of ties with Denver. Uh, you played for them for all those years, and uh, w- what a phenomenal player you were, if you don't mind me saying so. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, now, now, you are familiar with uh, Vic Fangio. Uh, did you play under him yes. when he was a coach or a, or a coordinator? Yes, I got to play under Coach Fangio, and um, he's an excellent coach. I mean, he there's probably – you know, he's probably one of the top, you know, coaching defensive fronts, edge rushers, D-line, you know, uh, just defensive coach, period, you know, wealth of knowledge. Um, so I'm pretty sure y'all probably loving him right now. Uh, he's definitely uh, probably a huge piece to y'all team now. So uh, sure. I always, sure. uh, thought, coach, always uh, thought very highly of Coach Fangio for sure. What does he do well? Like I just said, man, he's a, he's an excellent teacher. Right. Fundamentals. Uh, Teaching guys how to play to run, you know, the proper way. If you're a D-line and you got an opportunity to get coached by Fangio, uh, I mean, that you're very lucky because he's going to give you a lot of tools and a lot of insights to be able to prolong your career. So he's a great 
uh, especially defensive fronts, linebackers, and D line. Uh, that's his specialty. Well, that would that would make sense, right, Lewis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got you've got a guy. I mean, as far as his, you know, his schemes, Chris. Um, you know what what does he do best in regard to that? Yeah. You know, as far as his scheme, the schemes are concerned. Ma'am, uh, Coach Fangio, he has a uh, gr- uh, very extensive playbook as a D coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, especially uh, his three four package. Of course, he has a three four package. Um, every type of blitz you can think of, he has. He can. He has added that three four package, right? Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to know all that, all the different checks that he has empty motions things like that in which he he can have he has two two calls right he's one of the only you know not a lot of coordinators do that that he'll put two calls depending on the formation and then you have to run that call oh wow so fangio he's he just he has a lot in his playbook uh you have to be very intelligent to be able to grasp it and be able to play fast and uh so if y'all start out a little slow on defense that's probably why but as the season goes and everybody picks it up, because I think this is his first year, right, with Miami, it right? Is, yes. Yeah, it usually takes about, once you get it, one or two years, I think, uh, mastered down, that's when you can truly play fast in it. Mm-hmm. So basically, he, he, has, he has the defense in a position where they can audibleize depending on the situation that they're looking at. That's yeah. what you're saying, that he's got two plays He's got two plays that are brought in depending on, you know, what, what the offense is throwing at him, which right. th- that's really interesting. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he's a step ahead. And uh, not a lot of teams do that. Uh, you're starting to mm-hmm. see it a lot, you know. Uh, starting to see teams do it now because right. of what the offenses are doing and mm-hmm. uh, trying to create different matchups. But uh, Fangio, he's, um, he's definitely a, a, a great teacher. I think y'all should love him for sure. You also yeah. played for Vance Joseph, who we had here for a little while. What what, what did yeah. you like about Vance? Oh man, uh, Coach Joseph was um, the complete opposite. You know, he's more of a a DB specialist. You know, he's in the back end. You know yeah. more. So um, it's it's you know uh, it's the same same type of way I felt about Fangio and. Uh, Coach uh, Joseph, I think I got played with Coach Joseph for two years, I think, and I played mm-hmm. I played great under him. It was definitely right. a great yeah. uh, corner friendly system. Uh, I don't know if he's tweaked it or changed it now. It's been a it's been a, a couple sure. years, but uh, uh, when I played under him, it was a great system. Yeah, we had him here for a while. He had some success here. Yes, he did. Chris, did you have a, a question for um, Mr. Harris? Um, yeah. Are you looking for a job? Because we definitely need a corner on the other side. <laughs> Eli Apple, Eli Apple isn't really doing it for us right now. Come on, man! Tell Mike, call up. I'm ready, man. Make, I just make the call. Ready? You know, I did this last year and uh, stayed ready and was able to come in and play. Uh, mm-hmm. I think 12 games. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I feel in shape. Uh, I'm just, you know, uh, fresh. You know, been able to come in, fit right in, and uh, help a team, safety or corner. Uh, I haven't even got a chance to even play safety in my career in the NFL. So I know I can be a playmaker back there, too, also. So whatever a team needs, uh, I feel like I, I'm ready to go and feel in shape. And uh, and this is now, uh, this is when that around that time where I got picked up last year. 
So I'm um, just waiting mm-hmm. to see what teams need and injuries fall. Hurt. Yeah, and uh, just staying ready, man. I feel in great shape and fresh. Great, great. That's awesome. Um, so, Chris, I, I got a question for you. You know, 34 years old, yeah. and you were still, you know, you were still productive last year. So tell me, you know, in regard to the quarterbacks in the league, because, I mean, you, you've been in the league for so long now. Um, who was who was the toughest guy to defend as far as a, a you know in in regard to where you played on the football field? Who was the toughest guy to read and the toughest guy that you went against in regard to quarterback number one, and then the the receiver you had the most yeah. trouble with? Oh man, I had a, I got to face all the quarterbacks, you know, yeah. in my time period, you know, <laughs> and a lot of these young quarterbacks now, yes. you know. So I I can give you a great you know observation on that and of course playing um you know tom brady uh the goat especially he was always tough but going against my homes was a, is a totally different dynamic <laughs> uh just his running ability being able to you know he it'll be third and 15 and he'll make that third and 20 run and that'll just be the, a backbreaker to the defense you know right. And, you know, people don't sleep on how fast he is. You know, he's not very fast, but he's fast enough, you know what I mean, to get the job done. So uh, Mahomes would be my best quarterback um, going against in the league. Uh, But my favorites, you know, always competing against Phillip Rivers, you know, always talking mess versus him. He was always very friendly, too. He threw me a lot of interceptions. So I love love, uh, Phillip Rivers. Um, uh, Who else? I said Brady. Let me get you Big Ben. Oh man, Big Ben and AB was always a tough matchup. Uh, I think mm-hmm. out of all the matchups, AB only got me once, you know, out of all of them. <laughs> but uh, it was always a great matchup going against Big Ben, and we we faced them all all throughout my career. And uh, I'll never forget, man, facing them my rookie year uh, in the playoffs. They had Jericho Cotri, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio yeah. Brown, yeah. Heinz Ward. I was like, man, I'm, this is too much already, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to get ready for that week, you know. I'm like, man, everybody's good. So um, uh, right. those guys have always uh, been great competitors and hopefully a lot of Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah, absolutely, among that group. But how about, you know, receiver? You know, who is, who is the toughest guy to def- defend yeah. against? Oh, man, I, of course, A.B., uh, Tyreek Hill, um, let me see. Calvin Johnson, because uh, I was with Calvin. Um, man, we had tons of guys, man. You know, uh, Julio Jones, uh, A.J. Green. Um, we had great matchups with uh, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, man, all those guys, you know, throughout the career were, uh, were tough receivers. And, you know, uh, people sleep on the Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton. That was a dangerous, you know, yeah. combo at one time. So um, it was, man, we had a lot, I, I was in an era where I got to see, you know, I got to see the end of the T.O.'s and Randy Mosses, you uh-huh. know, into this new age with Justin Jefferson and chasing them, you know, so mm-hmm. I got to see both eras. So uh, it's pretty cool uh, to be able to face all those guys. Moss was amazing to me. I mean, just a big guy who could run like the Moss wind. was the tallest guy that I ever seen on the football field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you got, Mike, in regard to the current Denver? I mean, obviously you've seen the games, yeah. um, Chris, you know, the first two weeks. So, 
you know, what went wrong last week um, in regard to that that Washington yeah. game? Man, they had a – it was a turning point in that second quarter before the half, and Washington just pretty much turned it on. Um, the Broncos uh, had two turnovers, you know, and they've been losing mm-hmm. the turnover battle um, each week. So it's something that um, they haven't been able to overcome. They're a team that's not uh, – they can't – their margin of error is very slim. Right. 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 So they can't make a lot of mistakes and be able to overcome. They struggle being able to overcome those turnovers. So um, right now I would say their offensive line, their offensive tackles have been very weak. Um, their new mm-hmm. right tackle that they they just spent all the money for, you know, uh, he hasn't really showed up yet. Um, Garrett Bowles, <laughs> he's been, you know, he's coming back from injury. He's he, He's been right. average. I won't say he's been bad, but he's – he hasn't been to where he's at his best, I would say. And the the better mm-hmm. part of the O-line has been the uh, the middle three guys. They've been very consi- uh, more consistent. And I would say Powers would be our best O-lineman right now. Um, but that's that's pretty much the over- overview of what's been killing us. You know, Washington had a great front, and they just pretty much dominated and took over the game. So I haven't um, seen how – I haven't seen uh, the Dolphins off uh, D-line yet. And seeing how y'all been dominating like that, but uh, man, that was a tough matchup for them boys last week. Right. What about the other side of the ball? On defense, they have been struggling. You know, um, they forced a couple turnovers. I think uh, one pick that I can remember. One pick. Um, I think they forced a fumble uh, off of sacks, uh, but they haven't been really getting too much pressure. You know, I think they amped it up this week. They had four sacks this week. Um, their um, corners guys have been um, kind of shying away from uh, Sertan. You know, um, I don't know if they're going to be able to match up Sertan on Tyreek Hill or Waddle or how y'all going to do it because um, the way y'all coordinator runs, the way Mike runs it, you know, these guys are kind of running like arena league plays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, they're like on the motion, running head start, you know. It's hard to kind of follow a receiver uh, all, all all over the place um, versus the Dolphins, you know. So it would be interesting to see how they're going to match that up. Yeah, our concern, Chris, is uh, Jalen Waddle is in concussion protocol. So we're hoping he's available to play. Oh, yeah, definitely, because um, the other corner opposite of uh, Sertan has been struggling right now. He's had a, a rough start to the season. And, uh, you know, teams have been picking on him. So um, that's been a, a key spot that, you know, that y'all might want to look at and might want to see of how you can exploit that. But um, that's something this week that the Broncos definitely have to fix their secondary, um, allowing too many big plays and um, too many penalties. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the turnovers, as you mentioned, um, they've got one, I believe, through the first two games. Right. And, you know, Russell Wilson seems to be playing well, Chris, uh, but he's been sacked nine times through the first two games. Yeah. So, you know, the offensive line, as you mentioned, I'm sure is a problem. You know, obviously giving up nine sacks through the two games, but Wilson seems to be playing at a high level as compared to last year. I mean, he struggled quite a bit. He looks, he looks much better from what I have seen up to this point. Oh, yeah, he definitely looks better. Um you know, we need guys around him. You know, Tua got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill. Yeah. 
You know, mm -hmm. you got to have guys yep. that can make plays and can get open and create some yards after the catch. And, you know, Russell doesn't get that too much. So I will be fair and, um, and give a real honest opinion. You know, he does need some more weapons, some more help. Uh, we started to feed Marvin Mims, right? And we just, uh, they hit him early and then they just forgot about him. Yeah. You know, they just didn't try him again. So we're starting to add a little bit more weapons. Hopefully when we get Judy all the way healthy. Judy didn't look 100% um, to me um, last game. He could play, you know, but he doesn't look like he had that, that agility and burst that he usually has. So um, uh, expect him to be better this week. So that's one thing y'all should probably worry about. You know, Judy might be able to get more action this week. What, what injury did he have? Uh, he had uh, uh, pulled his hamstring in training camp. Uh, so he's okay, on probably gotcha. his third week of recovery. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those hamstrings linger, though. Yeah, it usually <laughs> takes about three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a homecoming game for Judy, too. He grew up – we grew up playing in the same Little League team. He was in a couple uh, pound divisions because I think he's a couple years younger than me, but – Anytime you could come back home and play in South Florida, I know he's going to be fired yeah, up. Yeah, he ain't going to miss this game. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, expect Judy to try to be a big player in this game. You know, he don't want to have a game where he only has, like, I think he had, like, four catches or so, probably less than that. So, uh, yeah, they're going to find a way. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna try to get him involved uh, this week. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they targeted uh, Javante quite a bit over the first couple of games. I mean, he's been targeting like nine times out of the backfield, so they're throwing. And then, of course, they got Pirine as well, yeah. you know, who's a good pass receiver uh, out of the backfield. So, you know, but what are your thoughts in regard to how, you know, they're going to attack Miami's defense, Chris? Yeah. You know, uh, you think they're going to come out and just uh, spread them out and try to throw the ball a lot rather than trying to – pound the ball against us what are your thoughts oh it's gonna it's a, it's gonna be a great matchup you know sean payton versus uh big fangio you know that's like a heavyweight match yeah you know boxing yeah. match you know <laughs> yeah so um, uh -huh. it's gonna be uh i'm i'm, I'm interested or definitely watch and see how he's gonna attack him i do think he's gonna um take some shots mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. he's gonna try to take some shots uh big fangio might try to be overly aggressive you know, and I think he might try to catch him and take some shots. Mm -hmm. If I'm Denver, they have to be able to run the ball because um, that's something that uh, helps Russell. And then he's been – a lot of his big plays have came off play action, right? right? So Denver has to try to run the football. They have to try to um, take time away from Tua, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I'm going in and I'm Denver, that's my strategy. How many possessions and how long can I keep the ball and hold the ball to where Tua doesn't get the ball? Right? Exactly. So that would be my game plan if I'm Russell Wilson in the offense, Sean Payton, going into this game. Um, try to hold the ball, possess the ball as much as possible. I had a question for you. How do you feel about Tua in his second year in this offense and how he looks overall as a quarterback? Man, I think Tua definitely he just has to stay healthy. You know, I think this is the right offense for him. You know, you knew he was going to be in a uh, – it had to be an offense created around his strengths. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's what you see what Mike has done. He's created around him. He's added his West Coast um, offensive philosophy to a college offensive philosophy and kind of merged them together. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's working great. You know, they're doing a lot of pop passes, giving the ball out fast, letting his receivers run after the catch and see if they can make plays. And I think that's smart and efficient mm-hmm. football, right? And when it's time to make those big shots, he's been able to take them, take them deep. You know, and uh, that's what they have to do. But it's all about him staying healthy, him um, getting rid of the football early, um, learning how to stay healthy as a quarterback, you know. You have to learn how to mm-hmm. avoid hits and slide and, uh, you know, um, understand the speed of the D-line. They're going to get there, right? So you just got to mm-hmm. understand how to keep yourself protected and uh, the best way you can. Yeah, I I think it's the perfect storm for him, Chris. You know, um, you know, under McDaniel, you know, the type of quarterback that Tua is, he's put him in a position to where he can be successful in this league. Right. Um, you know, as far as um, you know, his 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 physical attributes, you know, we we talk about it all the time on the podcast, you know, the arm strength, you know, he's not an overly fast uh player. You know, once he has to scramble, you know, but um, in the in the position that he's in and under this coaching staff and the players that they have now surrounded him with, uh, it's going to put him in a really, really good position going forward. Right. You know, as long as, like you said, he, he keeps himself healthy. Yeah. So, you know, we're pretty happy here at this point, you know, in regard to, you know, where we're at as far as him as a quarterback. But um you know, if if you're if you're a defensive coordinator, Chris, right, and you're you're coming up against this team and their passing game, you know what what would you do? Yeah. You know, would you would you just have you know like a, a nickel package in the whole game and just you know say hey beat us with the run that type of thing? I mean, how how would you do it as far as a defensive coordinator? Oh yeah, I mean position? when you play the Dolphins, you're definitely going to be in a lot of nickel. You know, just because of the speed that they have and um and the way they run their offense but um if i was a d coordinator i would try to force Tua to throw outside the numbers Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i would try to pack inside the middle uh pack you know pack it in as much as i can and Tua, can you throw outside the numbers we know you can throw a deep ball outside the numbers but what about these outs comebacks things like that uh all game so you know a lot of the throws that you see is over the middle and then they're getting a lot of yak and they're making explosive plays. So if I'm them, I'm trying to take that away um, this week and see if we can um, force him to throw more outside. That's sort of what Belichick did last week. Yeah, they had that package. Did you watch the game, Chris? I, I caught a Sunday little night? bit of it. Yeah. Caught a little bit of it. Yeah, they had packages that were just, you know, those pop plays, you know, right? They were, they were bunching on one side or the other and they just kept throwing the different guys in those formations. And you know, it was successful to an extent, but, you know, they didn't light up the scoreboard like they did the week before against the Chargers. So it was somewhat, somewhat successful how they were defending them. Yeah. So I, I oh, definitely, Denver's going to definitely take what, well, um, um, I think they would take some what Belichick did, right? Because he knows how to play the Dolphins. You know, that's a division rival. Y'all are not going to light up the, you know, the scores versus the, you know, most of the teams in your divisions, right? That's just not how it happens. Right. Uh, but um, I would definitely try to copy some of what Belichick did and um, see if they can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was running a lot of three safeties too, which was interesting. Belichick against us last week. Yeah, because, you know, um, Fangio, um, when they played the Chargers, right? Brandon Staley comes from Fangio. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's something that Tua has been seeing his whole the whole off season, right? So he's gonna light them up. Really, the Patriots is really like the real first offense that or different defense that he's seen, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you got to take that in consideration. Think about it. He's been going against uh, Coach Staley and Coach Fangio's defense this whole time getting ready for the season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Almost had, Did he have 500 yards? Almost, huh? See? <laughs> no, yeah, pretty damn close. So, Chris, aside from uh, uh, talking about uh, the Broncos, what have you been up to? Yeah, man, just uh, we've been doing a uh, podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, it's called Let's Ride. Uh, and uh, it's been going great, man. We just had C.J. Anderson on there. We've had Terrell Davis on there. Um, we, nice. uh, gonna, we're gonna, we got a lot of guys lined up. Eric Decker, um, Tlaib, uh, a lot of guys you know we're going to line up. I'm um, trying to get your boy Tyreek Hill on there too, man. He's pretty funny, so I'm going to try to get him on. He likes to talk. <laughs> try to get him on. Yeah. Try to get my ex-teammate Chubb, you know, Bradley Chubb, try to get him on there. Um, sure. But uh, it's been going great, man, and just staying in shape, staying ready, and Really enjoying this time of, with the family and going to their games, watching my kids play. It's been fun. That's so cool. That's uh, cool. It's been a great yeah. um, time off. You know, I've been doing it for 12 years, and I hadn't had that time to rest at all. So it's been fun. That's great. awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us uh, on the podcast. It was nice listening to you, and uh, I wish you luck and success with the things you're doing on the network. And uh, who knows? Maybe a team will call you, and you'll end up playing again. Hopefully it's us. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all got a good chance to win the division, so I'd definitely come to Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. who, who, who would turn that down? Well, Chris, it was a pleasure. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thanks thank for joining so us. I mean, r- r- really great insight. Truly appreciate it. Best of luck to you. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break. All right. We are back. All right. That was great. That was fun, yeah. It's fantastic, right? (laughs) What what are you laughing about, Chris? (laughs) No, he was saying some funny shit. Oh, he was good. He was good. I mean, you know, anytime you can get a guy that literally is just out of the league. I mean, literally. just He was an all-pro for a long time, you know. Four times. He was just a, you know. Four-time Pro Bowl player. He was just a guy out there. Yeah, great player. Excellent player, and you know he was good slot corner too, which is interesting. Why we haven't? I mean, you got to think about that too. Even Fangio, his old coach. I mean, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like you brought Eli Apple in instead of this guy, like right? That ain't that don't make no sense. But well, well, here's here's the thing. At this point, Chris, you know, you're you're looking at you're looking at um, a situation where. You know, if if in fact we lose a couple of guys, believe me, they'll be on the phone because Fangio is well aware of how this guy plays football. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, if we do have a few injury, more injuries to the secondary, well, if, hope he, not. if yeah. he does not get a call. But, um, you know, the fact that, you know, you've got that insight, you know, in regard to Fangio and, you know, some of the questions that you guys asked as well were just fantastic, you know, and um, you know, things that we wouldn't know otherwise, you know, in regard to, you know, how he coaches a defensive line, you know, up mm-hmm. front, that that's his specialty, uh-huh. you know, more so than anything else. And, and the audible thing was just phenomenal. I mean, the fact that, you know, yeah. he sends two, two calls in for every play. Yep. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, that's something that none of us were aware of, you know, so it's kind of a cool thing as well. So. 
uh, yeah, well, that was great. That was really great. Truly a, a, um, enjoyed that, and I'm sure you guys did as well. Sure. Any anytime you get you know professional insight, it's it's uh, enjoyable. Yeah, uh, regardless of what the insight is, you know, I, I always enjoy listening to players and just mm-hmm. hearing their perspectives. Yep. And you know, the, the thing I loved the most about it was the fact that he predicted us to win. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, we, we can talk about predictions, but sure. uh, do you guys want to uh, do a real quick uh, overview of Miami's offense versus Denver's defense? Yeah. So, you know, as Chris talked about, um, you know, when he was on, you know, they're not, they're not getting turnovers. They've got one, I believe, through two games. So, you know, if we play a, a clean game and we play the same type of football, as far as, you know, penalty-wise, we stay away from that. That's what I mean by clean and no turnovers. Uh, the Broncos are going to have a really hard time um, beating us. And, you know, I think that's the key to this. You know, no mistakes. Um, you know, you go out there, you play a very crisp football game like you have in the first two weeks, and you're going you're gonna to come up successful on the other end. Um, you know, teams can slow us down. You know, this Denver defense is good, but they're not over the top. Are they better than New England guys? I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, collectively, do you think they're a better defense than New England's? You know, I'm not so sure. I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they have more talent than New England, and I don't think that they're better coached on the defensive side than New England either. And you can go back two weeks to the Chargers. Now, they didn't have a great game plan against us defensively, but Personnel-wise, you know, I would think that the Chargers have a little bit better personnel as well. So, you know, with that being said, you know, you may be able to slow us down if you come up with a good defensive scheme, but do you have the players to shut us down? And I don't think so. I mean, I think if we keep doing what we're doing, you know, the fact that they're going to look at game film and they're going to see – we were able to run the football now on top of passing the ball well. It, it just throws so much out of defense to be concerned with. And, um, you know, I, I think we win this football game, and I think our offense is able to score more than enough points. You know, I, yeah. I think we're going to get close to 30, if not, if not over 30 in this game. Yeah. You know, how do you guys see us, um, you know, attacking their defense? I mean, much of the same. Do you think we're going to be more balanced like we were last week? Um, or do you think that, you know, we're going to just air it out, you know, 45 times and, uh, you know, run the ball, you know, maybe 15 times? I do think thing. we're going to run the ball a little bit simply because their defensive line is not great. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's going to be more like uh, like it was last week, a lot more balanced? Do you think it's going to be more like the Charger game? I think that would depend on Waddle's availability. Yeah. Either way. If Waddle can play, I think you'll see more throwing, obviously. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to have a pretty balanced. I mean, because you can't throw the ball too much on this defensive back. I mean, they got an all-pro safety in Justin Simmons. They got Pat Sertan Jr., who's all-pro as well. So we're going to have to be very selective on where we're throwing the ball when those guys are on the field. Because mm-hmm. they're you no know, slouches. You know, Math- I don't, Mathis hasn't played well. Yeah, no. that's, that's what Chris was saying a little bit earlier. He's yeah. been getting smoked. So, I mean. So, I mean, there is somebody to go after, just like we have Apple, and they have somebody to go after. And, mm-hmm. and some teams are going after Howard, and, and you know, we've seen that. But, uh, 
I'm not sure how much you do that with Apple on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're when you're going against, you know, X Man's going to get targeted as well. But you know, you're always, you know, you're always risking that, you know, that turnover situation anytime you throw at him, because as bad as he may look at times, at other times he's right there and he's covering the guy perfectly. So you know, roll the dice if you want. You know, yeah. If if I'm the, if I'm the Broncos, you know maybe I'm getting Mims isolated on X Man because he's a little up there in age, and you know Mims is a burner. But um, you know you put Judy or you know Sutton or any of those guys up against X Man, and I think you know it's, you know it's a crapshoot there. So right. you know on the other side, you know we've seen Apple. You know he's been targeted quite sour. a bit. You know he's been sour. Yeah, they're they're trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Or rotten, Mike. You know, you can go with the... I don't want to go that far. You can go with the rotten apple or the sour apple, you know, which whichever way you want. But the one we want this week is the golden apple, right? There you go. <laughs> so, you know, the situation is as such. You know, they, they know where our weaknesses are. Um, they know that we're going to come after it. I mean, you know, as Chris mentioned as well, you know, their tackles are struggling. And you, we know that that's a strength. I mean, we all know that on our defense, that defensive line is a strength. And yes. um, I, you know, I think Russell is going to have a really hard time trying to get the ball down the field on us. So, um, you know, we have to dominate those tackles. We really do. Our two edge guys have got to just take control of the game. And then, you know, even though the inside of their interior line is pretty good, you know, we've got some really good guys in the interior as well. So, you know, that that's where the game's going to be won right there. You know, I think that, you know, we're, we're – I, I think, guys, you know, I think this game is going to be much like Chris predicted it. I think we're going to win by a couple touchdowns. Um, do you? I, I really yeah, I do. I think it'll be closer. But, you, you know, know, turnovers have a way of uh, uh, making a team run away with it, you know. Exactly. But, I, I do think that, you know, if if both teams play a relatively clean game, I think it'll be closer. I, I would say, if I had to guess, uh, similar to last week, you know, touchdown difference, 20 to 14, 24-17, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Chris? My prediction on the game, I say we win 31 to 24 or something in that range. Yeah. I think we'll yeah. put over 30 points on the board. And then I think that uh, Russell Wilson's going to struggle. One thing we haven't really talked about is how great of a safety play we've been having, you know? I mean, the two guys, Holland and um, – God damn it. Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. Elliot, I mean, they've just been playing, supporting the run game and just not really letting anything go behind them. They've both been playing at a really high level. And they've been grading out pretty good on PPF too. Right, Mike. Yep. yep. I mean, Elliot's we got to just con- eight and uh, Holland is eighty six too. Yeah, we got to continue yeah. to see them getting better and progressing. Eli Apple's been kind of a liability on that other side, but the way our safeties have been playing, I mean, I, I think it's going to Russell's really going to struggle against our defense. Yeah, I mean, you combine that with the you know with their tackle play, as I mentioned, and you know you've got a good combination there. I mean, I think Russell. You know, if they come out and they go into the hurry up, you know, they'll have some success doing that. But, 
you know, it, it's interesting because when Chris was on the show, you know, he was talking about, you know, the, the personnel around Russell Wilson, which is telling me that, you know, there's a lot of um, guys that are, you know, the tight end position, you know, he, he, he feels that they need more weapons around them for him to be successful. They do. But I think, Lou, if they go with uh, Sutton, Judy and Sims, uh, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of how they how they attack us. But uh, yeah. you know, if Judy's healthy as he thinks he might be, uh, you know, he's a weapon, right? Oh, he is. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but you know, when you when you look at this receiving core, Mike, you know, is is there a guy that you know truly truly scares you? You know, there's some teams that we're going to play this year. You know, when you play Stefan Diggs and you play against guys like that, you know, they're a major concern. You know, when I look at Jerry Judy, I think he's a very good receiver. Don't get me wrong. I think Sutton's a very good receiver. And I think Mims has a lot of potential, but they're not world beaters. You know, they're not a guy that I'm going to be like over the top saying, wow, you know, this guy is, is a major, major concern for us. And as you look at their, you know, their offensive unit as a whole, you know, Javante Williams, same thing. You know, is he like a running back to where you've really got to concentrate on you know, just, uh, you know, he's just a beast, you know, that's coming at you, uh, play in and play out. So, you know, as I look at their offense, you know, I, I think that they, they're, they're a good, solid football team, but, you know, they, I think we win this game by a couple touchdowns. I really do. I, you know, I feel we're at 34, 17, if they score a late meaningless touchdown, maybe it's 34, 24, but you know, if, as you mentioned, Mike, if we play a clean game and even if they play a clean game, I just think that, you know, we're going to make a lot more plays on both sides of the football than they will. You know, I think we're going to get more sacks. I think we may get, you know, a, a turnover or two more than they do. And, um, you know, the offensive firepower on our side favors us as well. So that's why yep. I think, you know, we win by a couple touchdowns. All right. I think that's going to do it, folks. All right. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> According to Mike, it's it's a wrap, and I like it. It's a it. wrap. Um, it was nice of uh, Chris Harris to join us. Yeah. Uh, it was very informative. Uh, you know, you, like I said before, you, you, you love to hear the players' insights. And uh, I happen to agree with them. I think, you know, uh, if you're Denver, you want to slow the game down. And if you're Miami, you want to speed the game up. Right. So we'll see how that goes on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, guys, for uh, joining me this afternoon. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll be back after the game. Uh, until then, fins up. Fins up. Let's get to 3-0. and All right. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. Until next week, be well and take care. Network.